All right, welcome to Last Men on Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Every Hanukkah, Matt likes to recall the Jewish boy his parents had hiding in the attic that he reported to the authorities. Rules are rules, right, Matt? <laughs> Today's show is sponsored by e-cigarettes, because why not get a couple years in as a hipster dipshit before the cancer takes you? E-cigarettes. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter, Last Men Podcast. On Facebook, also Last Men Podcast on Twitter. All right, on to the show. Matt, I know you occasionally partake in a drink of alcoholic beverages uh sometime between the time you wake up and the time you pass out drunk late at night sometimes yeah um matt do you believe like steve sarkeesian did who's suing usc for 30 million dollars that alcoholism is a disease or is it just the sum total of the efforts of lazy assholes yeah i don't think it's a disease because it's just drinking it's just people that like to drink a lot so i don't see how I mean, you might be predisposed to wanting to drink a lot, but that could just be, you know, you have high testosterone or you're just into it. I mean, certain people lack an enzyme in their liver that can't metabolize alcohol correctly. Um, And, you know, oftentimes it comes from like oppressed cultures. I think he's Armenian and, you know, they had a little genocide against him. But that's why the Irish always like to drink, I think, is because there wasn't anything else to do. They didn't have any jobs. Uh, Sorry, that's a long answer. No, I was looking for a yes or no answer. You might be intoxicated right now. Um, Well, let's put it this way. If you overindulge in any other substance, essentially they don't call it a disease. I mean, they they call crack addicts disease and things like that. But if you eat too much, outside of the few fat people, they don't call it a disease. If you buy too much and go into debt, they don't call it like, I'm sure there's some consumerism, whatever, but they don't really ascribe a disease to it. Yeah. Is Is that how you consider alcohol? You don't think people really are just like can't help themselves and are drawn to alcoholism? No, I think people, they're addicted. And, you know, addiction isn't necessarily a disease. It's a thing that you like to do and you can't stop doing it but that doesn't mean that it's a disease it doesn't mean that you came out of the womb holding a little mini bottle of jack daniels like you're on the airplane that would be awesome by the way to have ba- i would have babies then if that happened <laughs> um so you don't believe like david do was a sex addict you don't believe in sex addiction i think there's behaviors that people enjoy and when they start doing them to the degree that it's destructive to their lives they need to stop doing them but to say I have a disease, when you're sitting at that bar and you're hitting on some chick or you're laughing with your buddies, telling stories, doing shots. That sounds awesome, by the way. Fi- it's Why great. We- yes. People love it. That, that's not a disease. When you're in that moment, you're not going, oh, man, I'm suffering from this disease right now. You're going, oh, this is so much fun. I'm loving what, this. What about if you've lost everything? You're on the street and you're going for that two-buck chuck. You're trying to like pander you know, pennies. To get that fix of alcohol you need, is that a disease? You're irresponsible. You shouldn't have been doing that, but you don't have a disease. You, you're a loser. Wow, you're like a self-hating Jew. You're a drinker who hates alcoholics. <laughs> this is probably the worst thing ever. Well, what about Sarkeesian? He claims that he was fired for no good cause. USC claims they fired him for cause, which means they get to save $12 bucks or so. Um, is it fair to fire someone for alcoholism when you know they're an alcoholic when you hire them? Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because he had a lot of a lot of opportunities to get his shit together. He went to that banquet and was just shit faced. And unfortunately, we don't have tape of it, but I bet it was hilarious. Um, and, you know, then they said, look, you can't do that anymore, man. Get your shit together. And then he showed up to practice drunk. And it's like, look, man, even say you do have a disease and you're more prone to drinking. 
you still made the decision to get wasted and show up to practice and ramble to the point that your players are like uncomfortable as you smell like booze and plus your team sucks. It might have something. Isn't that what this really is about? The fact that his team wasn't doing very well because nobody gives a shit if the coach is drunk when you're winning national championships, do they? No, I think a lot of coaches might be drunk. You know, Belichick could be drunk. Who knows? It's not prohibitive. Belichick got wasted and made out with his daughter after winning the Super Bowl. (laughs) Did he? They brought him back. Yes, they brought him back. Oh. I was talking about disturbing. Talking about disease. (laughs) Exactly. Is this really just about winning? They weren't winning. They were losing, or they weren't doing as well as they thought they should. So they found a reason to fire him without having to pay him extra money by calling a guy who everyone knows is an alcoholic an alcoholic. Is this a labor enforcement, some kind of bullshit unfair to the proletariat? I don't know what if if they're trying to save twelve million bucks or what they're doing, but you know he might be owed that money. He did sign a contract and they fired him. I like that they didn't pretend that they cared about him outside of football. Yes, Uh, I I did enjoy the honesty of it, Um, but it wasn't really that honest because again they knew for ten years before he 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 was at USC before several years ago he was a heavy drinker. They hired him to win. He didn't win. They didn't care how much he drank or if he engage in sex with co-eds or whatever he just lost it wasn't that the disease he faced the challenge of not being a winning coach in big big dollar college football i like that he got yes i think so he got fired he's now he's suing for on top of his contract an additional 18 million dollars because of the emotional pain of getting fired think about that about the balls that takes i fucked up i got fired i was drunk now instead of just saying you know what i'm gonna try and turn over a new leaf i want 18 million dollars because of my bad decision making is affecting me to the point that it's depressing me my own decision it's emotional disruption dude yeah i've been fired before you look i'm looking at you look like you've been fired many times in your life it's it's very hurtful isn't it 18 million dollars worth of hurt yeah but if you deserve it man if i'd have gotten fired for showing up shit face to work i wouldn't have questioned being fired and i can drink just as much as sarkeesian i'm sure well you're a better man than steve sarkeesian (laughs) i think the ultimate settlement is he gets a light usc provides him a lifetime of booze (laughs) <laughs> Which, by the way, if you provide an alcoholic, won't last for very long because he'll be dead in six months. <laughs> to me, that's that's worth that's a, that's a proper settlement. I think USC fucked him a little bit in the sense that they knew he was an alcoholic when they hired him, and they fired him just for being something that he was when they hired him. They really fired him for loot, having a, a shitty record, which, by the way, meant that he was supposed to get the twelve million dollars. I'm not sure why you get twelve million dollars for having a shitty record, but that's the way it pans out. Uh, Sarkeesian, this drink's on me. Matt is the most uh, self-hating alcoholic I've ever met in my entire life. Get your get your act together. If he if the, if he's willing to coach another team and get some victories, everyone will forget about his drinking problem again. Uh, Matt, first let me apologize for my voice that I have a terrible cold. Uh, I'm told this happens around the holidays when I need money for Christmas gifts, and I'm, I'm willing to blow people below the normal class of people that I will blow. Uh, Very bad for your throat, I'm told. <laughs> it's all right, man. A lot of people have AIDS. It's no big deal. Speaking of AIDS and drug addicts, we got an email from uh, Rosie who wants to know, uh, Scott Weiland, I'm not sure if you know, Scott Weiland died this week. It probably wouldn't have, If no one had reported it, nobody would have noticed for like a decade. <laughs> Uh, Scott Wilde, of course, of the band STP. He made some great songs about 22 years ago, and then after that, just kept singing the same songs again. Uh, I wouldn't say they were great songs. They were kind of bad Pearl Jam ripoffs. They were bad Pearl Jam. They were successful, wildly successful songs. He was a big rock star. He was featured in all the Rolling Stone, all the magazines. He was worldwide international rock star. Your jealousy is seeping through. (laughs) Um, Fucking Northwest fucker. Um, 
but he was famous for a while. And then after that, he kind of just started doing drugs and, and, and drinking and, and doing more drugs. And he was just kind of a general asshole for the last 20 years. Everyone kind of agrees. He didn't do anything especially bad. He didn't, didn't murder puppies or run over children or things like that. But he was generally acknowledged as just a fucking drug he's addict. He's just a, one of those guys that's just a constant leech. And, you know, he's always just disappointing you. And yeah, just not, enough just enough money from royalties to keep the party rolling and being a jerk for till he died at 48 last week. Yeah. And everyone wrote like, you know, he wrote some bad things about Scott. One, they were all fair, I thought. Everyone writes like, don't speak ill of the dead. It's some, some taboo thing to speak ill of the dead. Why is it taboo to speak ill of the dead when they were assholes when they were alive? I don't know. It's like people turn into like Native American medicine men or something yeah. when someone dies. It's like, you know, whatever. If you believe someone's, <clears throat> first of all, if they're going to heaven, I'm sure they don't care what you're saying about them because they're like, I'm on this cloud and I get like unlimited ice cream or whatever the fuck happens. Do crack do crack addicts go to heaven? Oh yeah, I'm I'm assuming. Well, probably less per capita than non crack addicts. I mean, a lot of crack addicts steal car stereos. I don't know if that happens anymore. Actually, I'm not sure you can actually steal a car stereo anymore. You start a pull out thing where you have to pull the deck out, make sure no right, one stole right. your stereo. Well, they steal everything. One of them stole uh, my motorcycle helmet, and um, really, crack addicts stole your motorcycle helmet. Yeah, which was like, first of all, what's that worth? And secondly, uh, now I have no helmet. You could lead to my imminent demise. Yeah, you know, funny part is you didn't even drive a mo- you didn't ride a motorcycle. So just walking around that helmet though made you feel pretty cool. I think the smart people i always had this theory like you start you know you're in eighth grade you drink some beer and you go all right i think i'm pretty into like getting altered so if you're smart you just keep drinking beer drink some jack or whatever smoke some pot i think only idiots gravitate towards heroin it's sort of like they always talk about the gateway drug it's a gateway drug i think there's a lot of gateways there's like a cliff you can walk off of right yeah like every cliff is sort of a gateway but most people don't walk off the edge of a cliff so it's a gateway in so much as like Everyone sees it and goes, I shouldn't walk through that door. But then the people, like you said, that can't control themselves do. So the gateway thing sounds like you're being tugged in. You're being pulled in unmercifully. Like some force is dragging you in. Really, it's not. But Scott Wilde, get back to Scott Wilde. He, he was a jerk. And everyone said, like, why, why speak ill of the dead? And to me, I'm thinking, like, isn't it? If, wouldn't you prefer that people spoke, wait until you die to speak ill of you? Isn't that the best thing ever? Yeah. Or Isn't that a deal you'd want in life where like people could only speak about you when you're dead or maybe behind your back when you weren't around? Yeah, I was going to say, how is that different from speaking behind someone's back? I love it. Why is that a bad thing? I don't know. Would you rather have someone talk shit about you behind your back or to your face? I just assume people are talking shit about me behind my back, but I don't, like I said, I don't know if they are because I do it behind my back. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. I'd actually rather have someone talk shit to my face so I could get in an argument with them. Yeah. But I just don't think that's how the world, because I've said things about people and like, oh, you're talking behind that guy's back. It's like, no, no, no. I'm just talking about the person. You know, if they're in the room, I don't think, I might not just out of politeness just say, uh, that guy's a fucking cheap cocksucker, but, um, <laughs> You know. That goes behind the back as well. Behind the back is really the, the polite thing to do, is it not? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't see if the guy's dead. It's just like they're dead. I, I think when you're dead, you're just dead. You just, you're in the ground. Your mind doesn't work anymore, so I don't see how it could exist outside of your body. Unless also, they can't, get, they can't get revenge. There's no revenge after they're dead. Oh, so yeah. if you talk shit about them, they can't talk shit back. It's the perfect, perfect opponent as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and plus, you know – Thinking about it, talking shit about someone while they're alive, it's like, well, they could always redeem themselves. So you don't want to just say equivocally, unequivocally, like, oh, Scott Wyland's an asshole because who knows? He starts some charity, cures yeah. AIDS or whatever. And then someone cues up your, your sound bite from like 10 years early and you look like a jerk. Yeah. Now he's just dead. We're not going to discover like a trunk of manuscripts he wrote that are going to no. win Pulitzers. He's just dead. 
so we have an endpoint to the story. So we can we can sum up whatever we can about him, and that's it. It is an it's, I think it's a religious thing or something where people say you shouldn't speak ill of the dead. It's some kind of like curse. They're going to come back and curse you or haunt your house. And God forbid, fucking Scott Weiland does haunt your fucking house. That would be horrible. <laughs> so I'm a little concerned about it. But like, if a guy's a jerk when he's alive, you can say he's a jerk when he's dead. There's like there's guys like Hitler or somebody else. Somebody goes like oh, Hitler. You know, he's dead now. He was kind of a, he had some good sights. He was a good painter. Yeah. No one says shit like that they say what a fucking genocidal homicidal asshole maniac he was after he's dead so there's some line i think where you cross when you could still take, speak ill of the dead scott weiland wasn't as bad as hitler although you know the music was about the same um but no is that that to me that's the polite thing to do I, i'm, I'm gonna, now i'm pissed i'm gonna write back letters to people who say you should speak ill of the dead does doing heroin like help your fitness regimen it seems like people that do heroin look really good with their shirts off uh, well, they have very little body fat because they don't eat. Right. That's one thing. Although he was super, I don't know if you were some in concerts in the last 10 years, so he was super sweaty. He was always like flop sweating. Yeah. It was like disgusting how much he was sweating. That makes constantly. you look kind of more cut. It, the sweating? Yeah. Well, like his face though, from his hair, from his brow, he would just like have, he looked like he just ran a marathon after like two seconds into his set. He was just constantly sweating and having to mop his face. That was such face. a dumb gimmick, the megaphone into the microphone. Yeah, like that. Like, that's stupid. What? Why don't you just turn the microphone up higher? We all know how to do uh, an effects box. Are like, you saying that only because he's dead? Yeah. Okay, just, just check. <laughs> they didn't have the balls to say what he was like. All right, Scott Wyman, rest in peace. We're getting the big empty, dude. Matt, there's a lot of words that you like to use, usually a very monosyllabic, simple words that come out of your mouth. Um, <laughs> rape is one of those words. Uh, I wonder if rape is the most overused word in uh, not just the feminist dictionary, but everyone's using the word rape these days. Everyone gets raped. I mean, we know what rape is. Visually, our mind, men usually think about rape as a man attacking a woman and, and having forced intercourse with her. That's rape in sort of our, our definition. But everyone uses it for everything. Uh, in this case, James Dean has been accused of rape. The porn star has been accused of rape by now multiple women. And sometimes it was during intercourse, during scenes. Sometimes it was just he was fondling women. Is your definition of rape my definition of rape? I'm not, I'm not going to get specific about it. Um, and also, can you rape somebody on a porn set? I think there might be a different set of rules on a porn set, just like there's a different set of rules probably as far as sexual harassment because – if you think about it, if your dick was out in a normal office, that would be sexual harassment, right? Yeah, so I'm filing a claim against you as we speak. Yeah, so if you do, if you're on a porn shoot, then your dick's going to be out. So there's obviously just another set of rules, and I don't know what it entails. I don't, you know, I'm sure porn people could tell us, but I think most of them are on drugs and full of shit. Plus, they're just dirty people. I don't really want to fucking engage with them. Um, <clears throat> So he's are you being, ra- are you are you emotionally raping and verbally raping porn stars right now? Well, see, rape is being used by some people, and I don't know if they are consciously doing it or if they've just been told that you know they they are being raped because a lot of times they have to like go back and kind of like do some soul searching. Like, was I raped? I don't know. But that's of, in a sec- that's of a sexual nature, right? Some people feel like they're being raped when they're being mistreated or they're not loved enough or they're. I think that's like a metaphorical use of the word. But isn't everyone just mixing that back and forth these days? Yeah. Women use that term rape because when you, a woman says rape, it's a very powerful word. So, yeah. you know, they're using it for all sorts so of things. It's a things. good way to get attention and give you a chance to kind of further your agenda because, 
you know, it catches people's attention. Now, having said that, James Dean was plugging some chick in the ass so hard that she started to bleed. So let's just bring bring ourselves around to that form of rape. Well, that's <laughs> what she agreed to do. I mean, that's that was her decision. Um, I would assume that there's certain hazards at every workplace. Yeah, no. If you're if you're like a steel worker in a high rise, there's you know you have a chance of falling forty floors. That's yeah, it's not true in most jobs. In this case, you have a chance James Dean's going to rip your rectum open. Yeah. So I mean, maybe don't engage in you know having like anal sex in like weird positions for like an hour straight. I don't know. So you're saying if you're paid to have anal sex with James Dean, you can never claim that James Dean raped you anally in the moment that you're actually filming. I don't think so. And because unless you told him to stop, but I assume she told him to stop or it hurts or something like that. Maybe this is some scene, some S and M scene where like, he just goes like, yeah, that fuck you. Like whatever he's saying, like, you know, cause that's the kind of porn they're making. Yeah. All right, but let me ask you, when you see, you know, I don't know, you've, I think you've had sex with a girl once or twice in your life. When you see blood, isn't that the time to stop, take a little time out and assess, reassess the situation? Yeah. Well, from what I read, they did stop and the chick had to get like stitches in her asshole, which has got to be really painful. Um, but Wait, she went back to work. She went back to work after that. Yeah. Oh I'm, my God. That's fucking trope. That's a tro- employee, well, I think employee the, of the month behavior. <laughs> the kind of porn they're doing is like kink.com and, and they have like safe, like part of the scene of the porn is that the chick's saying stop, but the guy doesn't. It's like sure. a fantasy. Like a lot of chicks have rape fantasies. Apparently, guys have rape fantasies. Oh, yeah. Bernie Sanders is big. Bernie Sanders yeah. noticed that last <laughs> yeah, week. You and, you and Bernie Sanders both believe that about women. Yeah. Sanders has a subscription. When I, sure. I think I dubbed you Mary McCheese of the rape culture. But it's not fair, man, to, to women who are actually, you know, assaulted just to use this term rape. Like Farah Abraham, the teen mom, is saying she's saying she was raped. Uh, just sort of like in general, like I was just raped, like generally. Well, during when she filmed her sex tape, you mean? Well, when she filmed her sex tape, she is saying that the advances weren't welcome. Yes, yeah, like she. That I think led she claimed, up to the scene. I think she claimed that James Dean walked into the room and just expected he was going to have sex with her, which is something you might expect if you're being paid on a porn set to have sex with. This somebody. person is such <laughs> a fucking idiot that they are using like the stuff that you fast forward through in a porn video yes as evidence that they were sexually assaulted or coerced into having sex when it was her idea to do the sex tape i don't even understand what she's first of all she's teen mom which by the way when she's 80 is gonna be very awkward as her as her nickname it's getting pretty awkward already <laughs> it is really awkward but and, and yeah she I mean, said, she's, she's claiming that she didn't like he had to court her on the on the ta- on the porn tape like right. he had to court her and get her to agree to have sex before she could have sex on, on, well, on she the also porn. said she doesn't have sex on the first or second time she meets someone so i guess they were supposed to schedule multiple days and just pay all the camera people and sound people easier way yeah vivid vivid loves shit like that they love (laughs) foreplay they're big on foreplay and courting like the romance they like a lot of romance before they're yeah no that is ridiculous but that's but you know here's the problem so there's all this bullshit around rape and porn and all stuff like that the fair abraham stuff meanwhile there is this chick who maybe did get actually like tried to get him to stop and he wouldn't stop and he tore her asshole open yeah and she's probably not going to get very far with her with her claims she may very well have been raped in the traditional sense of rape so aren't we really is this subject really coming back to the fact that by overusing the term rape we're kind of taking it away from the people who really need to use that word yeah absolutely it's and and then you hear like women just speaking as a couple feminists between you and i yeah yeah well there's chicks on twitter going I, which this is something that irritated me because obviously, you know, we're not fucking monsters. We're, we're always going to side with the person who was actually raped and, you know, whatever can, can be done to fix the situation. Oh, but, yeah, I'll hug them and, and, and <laughs> invite them over to my house to talk about But there's women on Twitter going, I, I believe women. 
And it's like, why don't you believe the person that you think is telling the truth? Why would you just <laughs> automatically believe the woman? So you're saying you believe total idiots like Farrah Abraham that are saying things that are completely implausible. And, and so you just automatically believe that? Then you're a fucking idiot. You're not a fucking reasonable person. Do you, you know? think that person deserves to be raped? No, no, but they deserve to, they don't, they don't deserve to use the word rape. How about that? It falls under my theory of like the the whole pendulum swing. So for years, guys who took advantage of girls and there was rape going on and nobody took the women seriously. And now the pendulum swings the other way. So you got to take all women seriously, no matter what they say, even they check on Twitter saying, I believe the women. Now it's like no one can find a middle ground, which was like, okay, here's actual what sexual assault is, and these men have to go away to prison for a really long time. Yeah. Everyone else needs to shut up with the fucking rape word. That would be really helpful. And we could use a softer word such as, um, you know, she made, he made me uncomfortable, squeezed, yeah, like, squeezed or something. Or, or he made me uncomfortable as my ass, as blood began to drip down my asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that would be... That would be the nice. Probably way made of, the whole room uncomfortable at that point. That's, fuck, that's when you have to realize, like getting when you thought getting paid minimum wage to work on a porn set was awesome. That and the time the guy actually accidentally spooges on you during when he's finishing are the two times you realize you, you should have yeah. been working fast food instead. Well, when you move from Fresno or Kansas to LA to do porn, I mean, realize that it's not all it's cracked up to be. I mean, just go to junior college and fucking you know get a bartending job. It's it's just as good. You got you show your tits. You can fuck your customers and uh, you know whatever. Just uh, just stay off the porn sets. Are you talking about yourself now? <laughs> <laughs> Your story, how pink was my valley as you moved to L.A.? That, you know, the problem with that is I think that porn is legal. It's actually legal. And so they do deserve some protection. It's not an illegal operation. Oh, of course, for sure. So, But you're right. The OSHA standards are probably a little different on a porn set than they are in a regular office place. Probably. All right. Sorry, lady with bloody, bloody uh, butt and uh, James Dean. <laughs> just fucking get a safe word that makes sense or something. I don't know. All I know is when you, when you're, if you're having sex with a woman and she starts bleeding... It's just time to like take a five minute break and get you know grab an e cigarette. Maybe she could have a, he could wear a pager and if she's feeling uncomfortable she could activate it somehow. <laughs> beep, beep him or something like that. Yeah, beep him or just give her a fucking little like a neck and not a long knife but a short knife. She can just jab into his shin or something like that. I don't. Know. <laughs> that, he'll get the he'll get the message right about that. Yeah. All right, let me ask you, uh, Matt. You are what I would call an animal lover in so much as uh, you don't like animals at all. Um, I think you once had a habit trail and you smashed it with a bat one day and just closed your eyes and hope you didn't, Mr. Fluffy. Um, Prince Harry, the uh, British royal, he's one of the two sons of Diane and Charles and whatever else. He has a lifetime job being a royal, which I guess is a job uh, that pays per- pretty well, apparently. But he also has to have fake jobs. He goes around the world doing things. So he was like, and they're not super fake all the time because they're kind of risky royals. So he went to Afghanistan and did some helicopter shit and he goes around to save the whales. Now he's saving animals in Africa and he's hugging a lot of animals, taking pictures of himself hugging animals. They're all rhinoceroses, rhinoceri, and elephants and lions and shit like that. Why is it that the human animal loves savanna, African savanna animals so much more than we do all the pigs and chickens and cows and millions we slaughter every day so we can have our fast food burgers? I don't know. I can't quite wrap my head around it. It's got to be the only because there's so many hypocrisies involved with. I mean, you see cows. You ever walk up to a cow? They're kind of cute and nice and peaceful, you know. And you know, people just you know they go to McDonald's and you drive through Cowschwitz and they slaughter cows by the fucking thousands. I've never seen anybody hug a cow before in my entire life. I mean, India is obsessed with cows. For a, a they might reason. hug a cow, yeah. It's and you know, on top of that, people don't care about actual hum- humanitarian crises where people are starving and dying, and they care more about lions than. 
than people in other countries. And I think the only thing I can boil it down to is just anthropomorphism from Disney. I think it's just people get hammered over the head with Disney when they're young, and, and they really think that lions and tigers are, like, omnipotent. They're, like, on Pride Rock, denouncing the birth of their babies and setting things the record straight about the circle of life. Yeah, they just they got this majestic quality to them that, that's been bestowed upon them. I mean, real lions are just big cats that you know they eat the babies of their um they eat their mates babies yeah you got to keep the men away from the babies because they just eat the fucking babies because have you ever had a mate baby before they're pretty good have i ever eaten a baby no (laughs) but i mean that's what veal cats do the cats when the cat when the new male cat moves in it will kill all the offspring of the previous male right yes just slaughter the babies wholesale that's not so fucking cute is it when you kill babies no and they'll also kill your ass like without thinking twice they'll rip your throat out of your fucking uh, body and eat it and it'll, it'll have blood all over them you watch the national geographic they just like blood on their beards like they're a hasidic guy eating spaghetti or something and uh yeah and the same with tigers and that was the worst metaphor i've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life well i mean it's true i mean how many people die every year being mauled by cows very few very few chickens aren't killing lots of people and uh, pigs as far as i know they, i guess they will eat people if you lay on the road long enough yeah but they don't really kill people like they always say like there's only like 37 rhinoceroses whatever kind of rhinoceros left albino rhinoceros left and we have to protect them like yeah but i don't know why like what happens if the albino rhinoceros goes away yeah uh, does that mean i can't get the nfl package on sunday <laughs> I don't think anyone would even know because we're just looking at footage anyway. No, there have been thousands of species that have gone extinct, right? Yeah, species go extinct every day. I think we should conserve the the animals as much as possible. But, you know, you look at someone like Harry, the hypocrisy of that always irritates me. You got this British fucker whose family, you know, was pro-colonization and really fucked up that whole part of the world where the elephants are. And so if you look at it from an economic standpoint, a lot of these poachers, um, I'm sure they don't really think about it much either way, but they've been driven into that kind of work because their fucking country's fucked up because you fucking British and Dutch people coming in and mining all the fucking plutonium to build bombs to bomb other fucking countries and shit. Um, yeah, the fucking Dutch people and the British people. You're right. There's not like a lot of mid-level advertising jobs like in the Congo. No. There's not a lot of white-collar things you can do if you want to feed your family. you got to fucking kill a rhino or get, get, get a, a horn so you can sell off to Japan. Some guy who's got a limp dick can get his dick up in Japan. Yeah. That's just the way of the world. That's the circle of life. If you're wondering about the circle of life, that's the fucking pride rock. They tell you that. Good point. That's very, that's true. That That is more of a, a human interest story than, and I mean, look, if I lived in, fucking congo uh, i wouldn't have children if i lived in congo because why would you, you look around but for whatever reason the poor people always decide to have the most kids and if i had to kill a fucking elephant to feed my kids i wouldn't think twice about it well when you're that poor all you can do is really fucking kill rhinos so yeah. you're gonna have a lot of kids you're gonna kill a lot of rhinos but again i think like okay if the rhinos go away you know what have we lost i know there's someone's gonna write a poem about the majesty of the rhino what we lost but wouldn't the people there rather have indoor plumbing and, and, and like cable TV than they would like rhinos and elephants? This is like one of those white man thing from the from the West where we assume that like the local natives really love the animals that are probably trampling their crops and killing their kids. Yeah, yeah. And no, they like, don't like them. The f- <laughs> no, of course not. People in India are tired of getting killed by tigers. They're killing families. The monkeys, the monkeys are on the world like giving people rabies and biting kids and stealing their food and shit like that. They're just the squirrels of Africa, aren't they? Yeah, it's it's super condescending. It's racist to say like, oh, these people don't even know how to protect their animals. We kill 
many more animals than anyone in Africa because we have factories. And so it's just like, shut the fuck up. I don't know. Learn what's going on in the world before you point a finger at someone who's fucking killing a lion. Yeah. I like to use anthropomorphic. That was a great word, by Thanks. the way. The thing about the bloody spaghetti beard, I didn't really get it all. <laughs> but that's... <laughs> I don't think it made sense. I wish, I wish Harry would go back to hugging uh, hookers in Vegas, in Vegas hotel rooms like he did. That was, that was a much better footage than him hugging an elephant. You know what the elephant's thinking? It's like a sedated, injured elephant. Thinking, oh fuck! I'm having a rough day now. This fucking British fucker's like fucking hugging me. Yeah, this ugly guy is <laughs> like some dude encroaching on my. Some fucking adopted redhead fucking is like, <laughs> is fucking grabbing, is like hugging me. Like that's the last fucking thing I need today. I'm fucking dying. Someone just took my tusks. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Stop it, Harry. Go back to the Nazi outfits. All right, Matt. This week, uh, people in wheelchairs got really upset. It seems to me people in wheelchairs get really upset a lot. Yeah. Um, and I usually say, okay, you know, you're upset, but you're in a wheelchair. That's cool. It's fine. This week, people in wheelchairs got really upset because Kylie Jenner, who's the youngest of the Jenner whores, um, did a photo shoot for some uh, artsy-fartsy magazine where they dressed her in a leather BDSM outfit and put her in a wheelchair, uh, showing off her, her whatever she was showing off, everything. And they were supposed to signify how she was a crippled, crippled, literally figuratively crippled by the media scrutiny of her family and herself. None of that made any sense from an artistic standpoint, and it was all pretty stupid, and you couldn't see her tits, so it was a pretty much useless photo shoot. But apparently people in wheelchairs got really upset that they were using the wheelchair as a prop, and they came out in one form of protest because people nobody knows how to protest anymore these days. They all have the fucking idiotic protest ideas. Uh, girls put on outfits like Kylie was wearing, who were wheelchair-bound women, and posed saying, look how stupid this is, and nobody pays attention to me in a wheelchair, and mm. she shouldn't be doing wheelchairs as a prop. Uh, Matt, I know you like to have sex with handicapped women, um, <laughs> or either before or after. Um, what do you feel about the wheelchair? Is that a sacred? Is that a sacred item that can never be used as a prop in a sexy photo shoot? No, I don't think so. I think the women in wheelchairs should be kind of happy about it. It's like, well, you're putting it out there that women in wheelchairs are sexy and they can appear on the cover of magazines. You know, um, <clears throat> it's, just, it's just more men are going to have that fetish now, right? I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't I don't know how many do it. It's weird that the so the wheelchair women were like, here's what a woman in a wheelchair actually looks like. And it was like, well, you're st- you're both in a wheelchair. One is just a little bit less hot than the other one. Like yes. it, it doesn't it didn't really juxtapose it any different way. No, maybe it would be. I think it'd be one thing if they were like mocking people in wheelchairs, but they clearly weren't. She clearly wasn't mocking. She wasn't saying like, "Look at me, I can get on my wheelchair." You fucking <laughs> wheelchair bound cripples. I mean, what she was trying to do was make this stupid point about being crippled by the media or whatever. You know, some sort of metaphoric statement because everyone in magazines has to come up with a metaphoric statement because they can't just say, "We got a fucking celebrity big tits. We want to show you." Right. Um, so yeah, I think to me it was like you know it's bringing light, some sort of a, you know highlight to people in wheelchairs. And saying that, you know, there's a whole variety of people in wheelchairs, including dumb twats from Calabasas. Yeah. And there's no, she's in a wheelchair. Look, I think the trap that people in wheelchairs fall into is they think if they complain oh, a lot. Oh, no. <laughs> say, people in wheelchairs fall into traps. If they, if they, <laughs> if they complain a lot, then that will somehow sort of improve their condition. And the fact is, you can't walk. Uh, usually the gov- government's subsidizing your income to some degree. And uh, you got a lot of time on your hands to complain about shit. 
But uh, if I was them, I, I think the people I would be irritated with are the people that are kind of in wheelchairs. It's just like a real fat person, and they're at the airport, and they're like, do you want a wheelchair? And they're like, um, yeah, why not? Yeah, throw my like the fat, fat person with the uh, non, non-descript sort of injury. Yeah. There's no bandage or wound anywhere. There's no sort of thing. They're just kind of fat. They're just kind of, yeah. Like, lazy. They don't feel lazy. like walking, and so they throw them on one of those flatbed trucks. And If I'm hearing you right, you're saying that all people that are uh, disabled or handicapped should be lighthearted. They should be lighthearted hard, funny, mirthful, handicapped people. You don't like when uh, people that are disabilities complain. I don't because I think they actually have it pretty good. Like if you, it, something that irritates me and no one's ever agreed with me ever is that when you go to Rite Aid, there's 20 parking spots in the entire lot. Four or five of them are handicapped. So what percentage of people are handicapped? One, two. Why do they have like 50% of the fucking parking spots? And why do they never have to wait? It's supposed to be equal. Like when I go into a parking lot, I don't always get a spot. And sometimes I do. But when you're handicapped, you get a spot 100% of the time. That's not equal. That's preferential treatment. Yeah, I can't believe you don't get a lot more sympathy for that point of view. I would like the park, the <laughs> amount of parking spots in parking lots that are handicapped to be to match the exact per capita amount of people that are actually handicapped. Or so just put around one percent. Put, put them further away with some traps, like you say, like some some hedges <laughs> and some water traps, just to see them get around it. That'd be amusing. Yeah. I think it's you're right. There, I mean, there the definition. Like we used to talk about the word rape earlier. How everyone used the word rape. The word handicap is probably overused. It's a very very broad term, mm-hmm. and even people who use wheelchairs might not. They, yeah, some people drive around. The, they're always in aisle seven of the grocery store in those little motorized carts. Yeah, and they're that. like, "Can you help me? Can you help me get the uh, spam off the top of the whatever?" I'm like, "No, how about a banana? <laughs> get, get you fucking out of that cart, you know, a little faster." Um, but in this case, these are women in wheelchairs, and and I think what, like you said is that they should all be funny and, and lighthearted, and they have it really well that again i can't believe you don't get people to agree with you on that but it doesn't it feels to me like you shouldn't the the wheelchair itself shouldn't be sacred as an art object as an object of message we don't hold that true with any other object i mean people or religious people get upset when there's christ images using art and other people get upset about their own imagery but i don't think they were mocking the wheelchair people she was just doing an idiotic photo shoot in a wheelchair and And you're never going to get you know more acceptance or whatever it is you're looking for you're never going to get anything by putting yourself up on a pedestal and and saying you can't you know sit in a wheelchair if you're not in a wheelchair like first of all i can do whatever the fuck i want and i don't care what you think because what's your lobby like how many of you are there yeah and also people wheelchairs can't put themselves on pedestals unless there's a ramp so that's that's something to think about um i think you and i both agree that uh, shut shut up people in wheelchairs i mean that's the point of view we're coming at today uh if it wasn't kylie jenner if it was somebody like like i said if it was someone like meryl streep or somebody of importance they would be loving it they'd probably love it oh yeah they'd be like what a beautiful expression exactly but it's kylie jenner everybody hates and she's a whore so i kind of get that you don't want like if wheelchair is your thing you don't want the fucking dumbass tv whore like in your wheelchair yeah i kind of get that but dressing yourself like her and trying to show her what a wheel was her person looks like you're right that's a that's a losing battle. You got. You need better PR. But nobody knows how to protest these days. Yeah, people just need to think. Like, take everyone has to react so fast because of the news cycle. You see it on Twitter, or whatever. Just take twenty four hours to think through your plan. That's all I'm saying. Right. I will cheer people. Sorry about the traps. Uh, Matt, I know you consume more porn than uh, the next ten people next to you combined. Um, so you know who Brett Rossi is, although I think she changed her name to Scottine Sheen at some point. We've discussed this before. Right. One of the worst name changes ever. Um, <laughs> she is now among the people who are suing Charlie Sheen, which I think is everyone on down to the maid who has to change his HIV sheets. Um, she was his girlfriend, quote unquote, girlfriend for a while. They dated for a while, which means they had lots of 
sex and unprotected sex. She is suing him for $1 million, $1 million, which uh, because maybe he bullied her into having HIV or he made her false romantic promises and said they would be together in happiness forevermore. And then he dumped her and then he told her he had HIV. I don't know what the fucking sequence was, but she's suing him for a million dollars. We talk about porn stars. Can porn stars be raped earlier? Can a porn star girlfriend be disappointed to the point of $1 million? I don't understand what her claim is. So apparently she was fucking Charlie Sheen. They fucked like five times without a condom. Then she found his HIV medication and she confronted him and was like, what are you doing? You've been fucking me and you have HIV. This is an outrage. It's always a fucking awkward moment in a relationship. Yeah. You find your partner's HIV medicine. Right. That's the worst case scenario. I have nightmares. And so he says, well, why don't we just settle down and I'll keep fucking you without a condom. And uh, then and she's like, well, in that case, cool. So she (laughs) like moves into his house and they keep fucking and then he apparently knocks her up which i'm sure you know wasn't that hard for her to quit taking her pills or whatever her her birth control and so she says uh i want to have the baby he goes well i don't want the baby to have hiv and she says well then uh now i'm going to sue you i'm going to get an abortion and then sue you because of the trauma of getting an abortion Whereas in most people, well, I'm, just, I'm just guessing if a feminist told this story, they would tell it slightly differently than you did. It's <laughs> just like he forced me to have an abortion. Um, uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, this is just stuff I've read, but I don't know how you force someone to get an abortion. I think that's code for, I'm not going to give you a bunch of money. Uh, if, unless you have the abortion, I'm not going to keep, you know, paying for you to live here and giving you an allowance. Well, there've been cases, I think in, in California, at least where guys are like harassing women, their girlfriends to have abortions, like on the phone and all that stuff. And, calling them day or night to have abortions. And they've found that to be like at least civilly liable for damages from that. It's sort of yeah. emotionally stressful to have someone call you six times a day and tell you to kill your unborn child. Isn't it emotionally disturbing to be fucking an HIV positive crackhead? Did you say emotionally <laughs> positive crackhead? Uh, well, yeah, but if he's your boyfriend, you love him and love conquers all love is more important than anything. So I could see how she was blind to his potential life threatening STD. I just don't get why if someone, so you find out someone has not been disclosing they have HIV with you and you go, well, let's just be in a relationship. Like, so she's like, well, if that would have happened the first time, I'd have never would have fucked him. And it's like, then why would you keep fucking him? Like her story doesn't add up. Well, she's maybe she doesn't have great executive decision making. She wants free money. She wants a free place to live and a lot of money. And so now she's suing him because she didn't get enough. Well, can't you? I mean, here's the thing, though. I, I sort of agree with you. But as an ardent feminist, I want to, I want to point this out. Charlie Sheen and, and even his doctor are big in pointing out that he can't give people HIV. They're wrong. I know they're wrong. But I'm saying he be- he seems to believe it or wants to believe it. His doctor seems to of back him up. would want to believe it. Why would you not want to believe that? But I'm saying, isn't it something where he was probably, she's probably not a, a Rhodes Scholar I'm going to go with. Yeah. Isn't it possible that he like convinced her that he could not, could not possibly transmit HIV to her? And yeah. she believed that. And, and she thought, okay, I believe that. And also he wants to marry me and I love him and all this stuff like that. So I'll just believe in him. I mean, can't you see a, a porn star believing that kind of shit? Yeah, I can. But it's like, okay, well, you're an idiot. You didn't educate yourself on something pretty, pretty basic. The information's out there. I mean, his isn't, dog- he, the, isn't he the bad guy? Isn't he raping her? Oh, he <laughs> isn't he the bad guy here? Come on, you're making her the bad person. He's the bad guy, but she's also. It's like, look, you made some bad decisions. You don't. You're not owed a million dollars. I'm sorry. What if she was HIV positive? Would you feel the same way? No, he, she kept 
fucking him. I don't know when she got the HIV. I, I mean, you sound like fucking, you know, what Burt Reynolds said today, Burt Reynolds said today, they interviewed him and said, don't you feel bad about Charlie Sheen getting HIV? Cause he knows the Sheen family. Well, he goes, no, he fucking deserved it. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> that's such an awesome thing. Like Burt Reynolds, old wow. guy thing to say. Uh, you gotta be pretty old to get away with that. One. Yeah. He's like, and everyone's like shocked. The audience, like it was a talk show was shocked. They're like, Oh my God, he just said something that was true and I'm really offended by it. Like, yeah, if you keep fucking people with HIV and men and women and everything else, you're going to get HIV. That's like, you know, he didn't say like, I wished it upon him. He just right. said he deserved it. I mean, he was fucking being free spirit with his dick and whatever asses and he deserved it. So <laughs> just like you're saying, she does, you know, she deserved what she got. You know, once you give her, come on, he can give her a million dollars, right? Well, why not give? I mean, who does yeah. he need to give everyone a million dollars? Yeah, or? why not? He's got me, dude. Two and a half men money was pretty sweet. His doctor needs to be disbarred immediately. This guy's like worse than Dr. Drew almost, if that's even possible. This dude is like, oh, you hate Dr. Drew, so that's really big. This dude's like counseling whores that Charlie Sheen wants to fuck without a condom and and like talking them into how you can transmit HIV and not. Uh, this dude, like, he's practicing, he's someone's doctor. This guy, he's at UCLA, as far as I know, he's at, at the teaching hospital, and I think he just was it like where the girls would come in and have like a five minute session with him before Ch- fucking Charlie yeah he'd pull out like charts and stuff and say here your risk is really low and he's in the other room go at go at it he's like yeah let him <laughs> stick it in your ass who cares we're fine <laughs> as long as he doesn't make you bleed because that's a timeout. <laughs> um well look I feel bad for these women because I think he he picked yes an intelligent educated woman would have known a lot better but he obviously didn't pick intelligent educated women he picked women who he could essentially use and then he conned them into some sort of shit. And yes, porn stars can't technically be conned because they're hookers and hookers can't be conned into anything. They're kind of set street savvy. But I don't know. A million bucks doesn't sound like a lot for someone who had to fucking sleep. Would you I sleep just, with Charlie Sheen for a million bucks? No. I just, I just don't get when your stupid decisions, your self-interest... Uh, self, uh, and your bad decisions in, in terms of your monetary gain and free rent entitled you to a fucking million dollars. Sometimes you, you do stupid shit. Where's my fucking million dollars? I've done a lot of stupid shit. You've done a shitload of stupid shit. Um, <laughs> but you, like you said, you would not have sex with Charlie Sheen. I think, no, I'm not that I stupid. think if you're Charlie Sheen as an attorney, you're sitting there going right now, do we really want to go to trial yeah. with a, cry, a girl who's crying, talking about having been made to have well, an it's abortion? Just like, and, then that's just like what he's saying. She's extorting him, basically. Oh, yeah. No, I don't disagree with that. Just give her the money. I mean, he, so he said he paid all these people off already. Yeah. So just give her, the, give her the money. She seemed like she would go. She started making those videos where she's burning his photos. Just that's the time to pay up. If you got $100 million and $200 million in the bank, that's the time to spend a little pocket change and, and get her to be quiet. Yeah. So this is this is not like Cosby with hundreds of women. This is probably three or four women. And, you know, Charlie's got to pay those women off. That's as far as I can concern. Brett Rossi, I'm on your side. Just don't come near my house. I'll spray you with a hazmat gun. <laughs> Matt, I know someday you intend to have some bastard children um, by women from various uh, Central American countries. Um, well, you're going to name your kids fucked up, stupid names uh, just to impress your own self and your friends like Kanye West and uh, Kim Kardashian. They named their second child Saint. The first one was North, obviously Northwest, because that's really that's really ironic. And clever funny. pun. And so now it's Saint West. It's a boy. It's a saint. Uh, are you going to name, are, are you like a black rapper going to name your child something really super majestic that's going to ensure that they have a, a life of... of royalty and honor and privilege i don't think it's or bob are you gonna go with bob i don't think it works that way uh i think there's an art to it it seems like a lot of black people it it's more like egotistical names it's like it's like the kid is telling you he's an asshole when he says his name uh whereas the you know white yuppie people it's more whimsical type shit like apple and otter um i think there's a fine art to it because when i was growing up um 
three of my best friends were also named Matt and it got very confusing. And I think there's a fine art to like distinguishing a kid from the pack because, you know, it's annoying when, you know, you want your kid to have a name that maybe only one other person has, but you don't want the name to stand out so much that people just go, well, that kid's parents are fucking douchebags. Yeah, they didn't really achieve that with Saint or no, like they North. Didn't. Uh, I mean, by the way, I just I want to mention I feel bad for you. I'm sorry, your parents <laughs> put a half a second of time to think about. Yeah, what your name not was very be. creative. Yeah, let's just name one. Uh, like there are four kids down the hall, name the exact same name. Let's just go with that. That seems like a popular one. Yeah, but at least you didn't have anyone rhyme your name with crap or say stupid things about you. Well, the way names work is like names fall out of favor, and so parents who think they're like bringing back this old name, like Jack. Or, or something older like that it's actually everyone else has the same exact idea so this yes. one year every kid's going to be named matt but like the year before no one was named matt well if you're going after the major saints if you're going after the major christian saints you're always going to be in vogue i think so True. if you're matthew or luke or mark or whatever those names are paul they're always going to be a, those names are all terrible we should stop they're all those. fucking horrible names and by the way it's like do you go people say like, do you go to church a lot i mean that's not nobody does that anymore <laughs> it's such a common name yeah. but saint yeah being like the kids don't get to name themselves. You're naming your kid, and they see. I think people see their kids as an object hmm. that is something like 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 Santa dropped off for them, or they got it like at the store, and therefore they're going to name it. Really, it's like I sort think of like, it's more of an extension of themselves more than that's that. what I mean. It's like buying a car. It's like same as buying a car. Like what kind of car should I get? So Kanye's going to get like a fucking yellow Lamborghini, right? Yeah, because it's a reflection of who he how he feels about himself. Right. So they're going to name the kid Saint because that's sort of how he feels. Like anything he produced from his loins, yeah, would have to be a saint. Versus like a narcissistic asshole, which is really hard to put in bubbles on like the RCT. Right. Um, so Saint is, Saint is a lot easier. Uh, should the government, is this time for the government to step in and stop people giving stupid names to their kids? Because by the way, the government has done that before with that kid, the guy who named his kid Hitler. Oh, right. Maybe in extreme cases, I think it might be up to someone at the hospital to say you can't name your kid cocksucker because that's just so not fair to the kid. But in general, I mean, most countries are actually way more um, strict about this than the U.S. Um, Like European countries, they'll veto all kinds of shit. So they all have, you know, the same sounding names. I think it's like a culture. They want their culture to be like more homogenous, more about that than other shit. Probably a lot of racism. Also, if an Armenian (laughs) or a black person have a child, they just they drown them in the river. Yeah, pretty so much. So that's you don't, have to worry about the, you don't have to worry about the names. They're taken out back and they're a shovel to the head. I don't think we need to tell people what to name their kids and what not to, but I just think if you name your kids something that's you doing shtick about yourself, yes, that's just so fucking lame. Like those, like the athletes who name their kids, like five of their kids after themselves. Yeah. Oh, George Foreman who named all his. And yeah, George. Some variation of their. Dion. I mean, that was never not funny to me though. Like every time I heard George Foreman say, "This is my son George and my yeah. other son George," it's hilarious to you <laughs> and it's hilarious to George. You know, it's not hilarious to the, the fucking kids. The fucking like not only were you like one of four mats in your class, these kids all have fucking five Georges at home. Yeah. Just imagine how fucking obnoxious that is. And then you look at your dad and go like, "Thanks, dad. You fuck out. You know, yeah, dick. And you couldn't name me something else. It's it's just a dick. Like I don't I don't mind giving the kids creative names, but it's just when I can tell that the parent thinks that people are gonna like high five them because of what they named their kid. Like with Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow, you name your kid Apple. It's like, okay, so you're trying to say I'm earthy, I'm like natural, and it's like you know. 
just let the kid have its own fucking thing. You exactly, know? exactly. You can basically nicknames or change your name when you get older, but you're basically putting a lot of pressure on the kid. You're treating, you're basically treating him like an object. Like it, it's not the same as like getting a dog. When you get a dog, you need a dog with a rest or whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. But the kid is not like a dog. This kid's got to go through school and all. Well, they probably won't go to school, but <laughs> the Kardashians aren't big on education. But the kid has to go through life with his name at least till they turn sixteen and start doing drugs and change their name to like Randy or whatever. Yeah. Um. But it's you know it's like it's a burden you put on the kid. It's like you saying, I get some pleasure out of this, and I'm going to burden my kid with this fucking name. Yeah, and kids are you know eager to separate themselves from their parents anyway. So it seems like if your parent is like a you know an all natural foods vegan fucking holistic just rich cunt, then you know your kid's going to have to do something even weirder to get out of the shadow out from under the shadow of that. So if you name your kid something like Saint, I mean it's just you know transgendered. Uh, fucking, you know, cutting, you know, face tattoo. Oh, it's, yeah. it's all coming. Yeah, no. You, it's like leaving your kid like Michael Jackson with Blanket Jackson. If you name your kid like Steve Jackson, he could blend. Yeah. But if your name's Blanket, you're, you're fucking, you're toast. You're, you're, people are going to look at you. Just make it something cute, like Steve-O. Or, or like you can name your kid Billy Bob. It's, well, these are nicknames. That's what nicknames are for. Nicknames are for like making up stupid names. Yeah. You call like Bugly Boogly, whatever you fucking want to call him as a nickname. You don't put that down on the piece I of paper. I would just tell my kid like, yo, your name is Matthew. Just go by, pick something out. Go yeah. by whatever you want. Yeah, you wanted that. What was your name? What was your secret name for yourself? Yeah, I didn't have any nicknames, but the cool kids always had names like Lucky or Tiger or Scooby. I bet the uh, cool kids had nicknames for you behind your back, though. Just like Scott Weiland. It was very, they were being very polite. They were speaking behind your back. <laughs> it was probably like dipshit or, or fucking gimpy. Just, get, just guessing. I'm taking a couple guesses there. Yeah, I agree. Look, if you think a name is so fucking cute, give it to yourself. Change your name, Kanye. Go, yeah. to, go by St. Saint, whatever the fuck you're going to go St. West yourself. You know, Good point. Kid. Thank you. I want to on that note. All right. Our final segment this week. Uh, what has my panties in a bunch? Even though I, uh, it's cold and flu season, I'm affected by this horrible virus, something akin to the HIV, but not quite as deadly. <laughs> um, I still do like to uh, prefer the women's underwear. It's uh, nice and kind and, and, and giving. Um, but what has my panties in a bunch this week are uh, corporate America. Corporate America, always not for the same reason you do, Matt. You're, you're one of these communists who hate corporate America because they're greedy bastards who start wars overseas and make Walmart people get their health care. Like yeah, they're region. subsidized by taxpayers <laughs> and we're all... I don't want to get you, I don't want to get you started. Uh, but what really corp- about corporations really bothers me is when they try to respond to like social progress and they're very awkward. They're not very good at it. So, you know, a lot of companies, consumer product goods especially, have been taking a lot of shit last several years about not being uh, racially diverse or being appropriately uh, acceptable of the gay lifestyle or things like that. So instead of like slowly easing out of their like white bread Americana advertising campaigns. They've been like jerking head headlong forward into like the wee pals, like multicultural Benetton, you know, everything is awesome, <laughs> acceptable. Like, you know, they become like left wing radicals, like in their commercials. All this It time. seems super awkward. Cause they don't really mean it. They, they don't mean <laughs> it. They don't know how to do it. Well, big major advertising agencies don't understand diversity very well. You know, they're not the people to get in touch with the black culture or gay culture, things like that. So they end up using stereotypes. So uh, Mattel this week, Barbie announced they were having an, a, a black. They've had black Barbies before, but they're they picked a black character to be Barbie. It's Ava DuVernay. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, nobody knows who she is, but if you look, she's the director of Selma, the movie Selma that won an Oscar last year. It's pretty overrated. Yeah, she's uh, Ava DuVernay. She directed Selma, the movie last year, and I mean, I'm sure people know what the movie was about. It was Oprah's big movie that she produced, uh, but no one really knows who Ava DuVernay is. But apparently, Mattel said they're doing an Ava DuVernay. 
doll in a director chair. So oh, are, just, are there white people that have their own Barbies too, or is this like? No, they've done celebrity Barbies before, oh, okay. things like that. I mean, I think you know, there's been you know big names in Hollywood before they had their Barbies, usually for a charitable cause or something like mm-hmm. that. They wanted to, so they picked, of course, a, a relatively obscure, media obscure a black woman to be this thing, as opposed to somebody who was famous. Um, she's on the cutting edge of, of black hot? filmmaking. Uh, she's not. A, she's an attractive lady. Yeah, uh, I, I, I would. I would. I would. If I was Ken, I'd, I'd do her. <laughs> Um, and then they did this commercial recently where they released, and it's a, they wanted to show that Barbies aren't just for girls. So they had a boy in the Barbie commercial, which I assume is okay by you and me as homophobics. Um, but she, uh, the boy in the commercial is clearly made to be essentially gay. He's like a nine-year-old in studs and leather, talk, <laughs> pretending he's a fashion designer, telling Barbie how fierce she looks. Mm. I mean, and they gel his hair up. I mean, they actually made him look – the kid probably isn't – he's too young to be queer even, I think – but they made him look that way because that's going to appeal to, you know, diversity. And I was like, isn't that really just sort of racist, homophobic itself to have like, say, we want to let boys who like dolls let it know it's okay to be, it's okay to play with Barbie. But by the way, we're stereotyping you as like a gay fashion designer <laughs> who uses the word fierce and like sticks his uh, finger, licks his finger and sticks it in the air. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, obviously the people writing this, you know, it's... It's so cynical because they they don't care about the cause and they've obviously don't know any gay people. They only know white middle-aged dudes like themselves. And so this is their idea of like a a gay progressive family raising some gay kid. I mean, half their kids are going to end up gay anyway, but... Um, at least half and this is like we saw that thing with uh, Campbell's Soup a couple weeks ago to the Star Wars commercial with the gay dads yeah, telling the kid about Star Wars and they're eating soup in their nice kitchen and stuff like that they don't really corporate America just really doesn't understand how to actually like progress slowly into like you know a diversity or social acceptance or acceptance of gay or minority cultures who is writing these fucking commercials that like the fucking gay bait kid is like (laughs) It's fucking playing with Barbie. Like, isn't that really offensive to straight boys who want to play with dolls? You yeah. play with, you play with, in fact, you admitted to me you played with Barbie as a child. I played, with, I used to play with Barbies because, you know, my sister was older and they were kind of handed down as toys and they were just around and, and they had tits and you could make them fuck and it was fun. Um, even though they didn't have, you know, private parts, but you use your imagination. Is this um, when your sister did your hair up and made you wear her dresses? <laughs> Is that during that same phase of from eight to eight to 17? Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't get why they're doing, I mean, wouldn't it be weird though, if they showed it was their first gay commercial and they're, and it was just like, they're in like a housing complex and the carpets are filthy and there's like used syringes everywhere. Like that would, that would, <laughs> people would complain about that too. Like gay and then like stereotypically like gay Puerto Rican trannies or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But that'd be more more realistic when it would that i would feel like people eat campbell soup or play with the play with the barbies well I, I think gay dudes that have kids are usually are quite a bit more well off and doing better than the counterparts because they got to really go to some effort to get a kid they don't just come inside no they, they the dual income uh, with one kid or no kids usually does a lot better but this is really like could they have a straight kid playing with barbie could they show like a kid like in his AYSO uniform, like taking time out to play with Barbie if they so be. And by the way, outside of yourself, I don't know anyone who's ever played with Barbie, a guy who's ever played with Barbie before. But I'm assuming there's a few of you out there. You're yeah. sort of like loosely effeminate straight men <laughs> <laughs> who, was, who had grew up, grew up with women, heavy influence of women in their households. Um, why, why can't, you know, if they're going to show Barbie's okay for boys, why not make it a straight boy, like a regular boy? I mean, why show them? Well, how, so I think their point was that it's okay if you're a gay kid. Aren't there those kids, you have kids, right? Aren't there kids that you just know are gay from looking at them? Oh, yeah, but they don't, they don't actually 
dress like adult fashion designers <laughs> yeah. when they're like eight. So there could be a way to portray that that being a gay kid is okay without doing like a borderline offensive stereotype of a gay person. Or just saying that any boy who plays with dolls are gay. I mean, why say why even go that? Why say that? Well, what? Yeah. So what was their point? I don't even know the point. <laughs> the point was that Barbies are okay for boys, and yeah. but they're saying Barbies are okay for boys, but they're really okay for gay boys is what they're saying and, and showing visually. It's right. just I feel like I think they mean. I think they mean well. I'll put it that way. Like they're actually trying to like the people at Mattel are actually going like, oh God, we don't want to be offensive to gay people. We want to have like this inclusive advertising campaign. So they go to their big billion dollar ad agency who also has no idea how to do this. And they go, I know, let's have a, a gay queer kid who wants to be a fashion designer. He's telling Barbie how fierce she is in commercials. And they're like, yeah, yeah that's, that's totally gay acceptance right there. It's just, they don't understand what they're doing. I mean, this is a, a deal where they should just hire more gay people. And- Higher, probably in the in the advertising, or is this in lieu, is this in lieu of that? Well, it's kind of it's almost like a, a catch twenty two to hire an ad agency to like appeal to you know a minority because their entire point is to appeal to as many people as possible. I know they target certain demographics, but you know th- it's very robotic and and I don't know. But there's going to be well, that's what we talked about with the Campbell Soup thing. The guy we did to the gate, the first commercial out of the gate for their. Real America commercial campaign was the two gay dads with their kid. And it turned out, you know, we looked at the numbers, like one in 200 kids were being raised by gay dads in this country. And the number is actually going down uh-huh. because gay men have decided, like, kids are a fucking pain in the ass. And it's, we had we had a much better time. We could go to the fucking Bahamas without the fucking finding a place for the kid to go along. Um, the retreats were much more fun. We'd have to go with children. So it, that doesn't represent real America. That represents a very small fraction of America, just like a kid with leather and gay studs telling Barbie how fierce she is. Is not really representative of anybody per se. Yeah. Um, why can't corporate America get this right? You can go ahead with your communist manifesto now. <laughs> I just why can't Monsanto make good toys for? Why can't Halliburton make good toys for children? Why can't they accept minorities? You know, they're probably just targeting. There are like weird divorced moms and just weird like couples where the guy married the first chick he fucked when he was really a gay guy and i think they probably want they're probably raising their kid to be gay like they're they're pushing him towards the gay pool because they'd be like the cool couple with like oh their son's gay how cool are they you know yeah around their fucking cul-de-sac so i mean maybe it's just for the for the sort of um heavily influential uh, straight people who are raising their kid to be gay so that they can seem more uh, liberal and and uh, is that accepted. the new? Is that the new? Is that the new test? You think where uh, straight parents to show that they're like you know we talk about those celebrities are pretending they have a gay background mm-hmm. to fit in because it's not enough to say you support gays you have to actually yeah. have gay sex now yeah it's like lying about being gay except even better it's it's now you have a kid who's blowing another guy who's gay you're like oh do I understand gay of course my son's gay exactly. I, raised, I got I got him a Porsche if you, you got a card a right in your back pocket <laughs> if you I promised him a Porsche if he blow a dude before he was sixteen <laughs> uh, is this sort of like the white celebrities in Hollywood adopting black babies from Africa like saying like do I understand the struggles of, uh, of blacks yeah. of course they do my child's I black. got a black kid i got a gay <laughs> kid i got a fucking i know what's going on with the Hmong people i got a Hmong baby back there yeah yeah that's exactly right corporate america get your fucking act together it's just you know you don't this is again i go back to the pendulum swinging so you did white bread americana family only white bread uh middle class america forever now you're trying to do more diverse stuff don't swing into fucking gay fashion designer boys and and obscure black filmmakers yeah. <laughs> whatever fucking no one's it is. believing it no yeah. no one, no one believes you can go with the fucking uh, tyra banks dollars you're gonna be you're gonna be just fine thanks yeah. all right matt you have something you wish to uh pimp and promote this week about yourself uh you're one of four mats when you're a child so i know you're trying you have kind of an ambitious guy trying to outdo the other three mats what do you have going on this yeah. week i really should have changed it to buster when i was in college oh my god yes. i missed the boat uh so i'm at matt 
And you can find me on Twitter at Matthew Ralston. Awesome. Uh, for Brian, the occasional computer working sound engineer to the stars, this is Lex. Thank you for listening to Last Man on Earth. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>